For years, we've discussed alien abductions on the show. What is going on out there? Are people really coming face to face with alien intelligence? Whisking them away for some strange scientific experiments? Could this be real or is it nothing more than the overactive imagination of people dealing with mental issues? There just seems to be too many claims to easily dismiss all of these stories. We're going to tackle after the abduction tonight on the program with a very special guest. He'll be here for the entire hour, but for the first half of the show, we're going to discuss after the abduction. What happens? What is the fallout like for those that claim to have been abducted? In the second half of the show, AI infiltration. You keep seeing articles about it. As a matter of fact, if you're on social media, you're being inundated with ads about AI and all of the changes and great waves of information that are coming our way, thanks to AI. But is there something behind it? Something that we should be made aware of? I think there might be. We'll be talking with our guest about that as well. AEW wrestler Dr. Luther pops in for a brand new edition of Upon Further Review with a movie. You're going to have to see to believe. That's tonight, right here on the best in paranormal talk radio. I'm Dave Schrader, your host, and this is our program. This is the Paranormal 60. I'm not going to stand here and listen to this baloney. He won't know. He doesn't stand for baloney. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural. Perhaps. Baloney. Perhaps not. Good evening, my little darklings, and thank you for joining me here on yet another edition of the Paranormal 60. We've got fascinating topics to discuss and examine this evening, and our guest joining us has got a book that's out and available. We'll have a link for it on today's program guide. Dr. Christopher Macklin is a highly respected as a UFO expert, a medical intuitive, remote viewer, a spiritual teacher, and energetic healer for his work in assisting people in achieving optimal spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical health. Dr. Macklin specializes in healing abductees and others who have suffered related negative ET trauma. He assists people in removing negative ET presences from their lives clearing homes and land, and closing multi-dimensional portals. His new book, History, Truth, and Healing, addresses the negative ET presence and how it has affected humanity. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the Paranormal 60, Dr. Christopher Macklin. Dr. Macklin, thank you for being here. Oh, Dave, thank you for having me. It's absolutely wonderful to be here. Bless your heart. I, we, we're both nursing a cold, it sounds like, so this this could yeah, be an episode full of coughing. Yeah. <laughs> A little bit raspy, bless you. Well, I'm I'm glad you're here. I want to, you know, jump right out of the chute. Let's just go straight for the throat of skeptics around the world that are are still unsure about this alien abduction scenario. And the fact that you help aid people that are dealing with this, that means you take this seriously. Or is this a placebo effect? Are you are you telling them that you're there to help only to really get to the 
the germination, the, the genesis of what the real problem for them is. No, it's, it, it really exists. And, you know, it's, it, it was a real problem. Um, it's toned down about four years ago. I, I lose track of time now with this pandemic thing. So, uh, but it was about four years ago. Um, I kind of chair the Galactic Federation uh, with two other Bakilzdet beings. Their purpose is to police the third dimensional world and make sure uh, there's not a violation. So you might think, well, <clears throat> hang on, I've come down to this planet and there's entities that attach to you. Is that a violation? And the answer is no. Why is that? Because um, before you came down here, they filled you in and gave you information on uh, how to keep these things away, what to do by maps of intent. I, I don't like the word prayer, but maps of intent to stop these things attaching to you. That's, you know, so that's really an education, but there's a very close call between violation and education. So we, we called this meeting, a lot of different uh, alien races there to discuss, is the Zeta reptilia, you know, Zeta greys basically, uh, are, they, are they violating the human race by paralyzing them, taking them on their ship, stealing eggs and sperm, and then using them to recreate their uh, gray humanoids, you know, to keep their race going. And the answer is, oh, that would be a violation because uh, it's it's come about uh, since, you know, the time of Hitler. Hitler really first started contact with these beings. And then, you know, it just moved forward from there. And then, of course, with the Paperclip Project, it was transferred to America. And it continued for a while. So what happened is during this meeting is that the, um, if you know the Octorians, the Octorians were um, were given the task of sweeping off the planet, and uh, and that they did, but that wasn't the end of it. So what do they do now? <clears throat> they were banned from being in this time space continuum on this third dimensional world. So what do they do now? They're opening portals and staying within the portal and still. Uh, manipulating people because they're in a different time space within that portal and not being in this time space continuum, if that makes sense. So there's, you know, I've, I've seen it. Uh, I've seen people who have been abducted. I've seen what they've done to them. Um, and even my mother-in-law was abducted and, you know, uh, horrific things happened to her. So it, it's, it's very real. And, you know, the emotion of it, and of course, they, they wipe your mind as, oh, well, your mind's wiped. Well, if you keep wiping someone's mind, uh, it starts to damage the brain over a period of time. But you can never wipe the subconscious. It's always in the subconscious. So if you go into deep meditation, you can dig all this information out, you know, and uh, it is real, absolutely real. You, you make an interesting case for what is stepping over the line and what is science, what is allowable and what, what we should be watching out for. It's interesting because I've spoken to many abductees through the years, repeat abductees. And in their initial feelings and responses were violation and a, a rape sense to what took place with them. Even if they didn't feel like they were harvested for semen or, or ovaries or eggs, rather, um, they felt this violation for having been taken Yet as the years progress, this violation seems to go away and they become almost Stepford husbands and wives. And, oh, no, they're our friends now. This sounds like a classic case of Stockholm Syndrome, Dr. Mack. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Stockholm Syndrome is exactly what it is. And, in fact, you know, it goes more than that. You know, Stockholm Syndrome bleeds into um, – 
narcissistic relationships, all sorts of things. You know, people get used to their abusers and and they start mm -hmm. to love them. And it's just kind of, you know, uh, that is is a big thing to actually break down as well. And, you know, like I say, I've seen many, many people who have been abducted, not just on ships, but actually abducted and taken on deep space programs and all this sort of thing, you know, and uh, it's very real. All right, well, let's talk about after the abduction, because as I said, for years, we've talked about the abduction cases. What happened to these people during those moments when they were taken against their will and brought to a craft or brought somewhere outside of themselves? Um, and we hear their stories, but I, I've come to realize there's really not much in the way of follow-up of what next. How is this impacting family structures, Dr. Macklin? After an abduction takes place, how are the, the survivors dealing with this within their own familiar structures? Uh, they struggle, you know. I mean, I've, I've seen, you know, I remember a lady in, you know, giving you a few examples. I remember a lady in, um, she was in Florida and um, she was in tears for about a week because they abducted her, they stole her eggs and everything else and then put her back here. But her whole womb was inflamed. Um, she felt as though she'd been raped. And she struggled to get over it. You know, it's, it, it, it puts you into PTSD mode, you know, uh, the anxiety with it. And so, you know, it takes a little while to help these people by releasing the emotion. Uh, look what happened, you know, and uh, and try and transmute that so you can learn by it. You know, I mean, my, my biggest teaching really is that the biggest thing that happens in your life is the best for growth. It's just sometimes at the time you don't realize it. And so, you know, by releasing emotion, um, of mm -hmm. course, nowadays, how much emotion do we ingest? Mm, you know, there's probably, I don't know, 100, 150,000 layers on the average human being. It's way too much. And so we have a fast track method of going within those layers and looking for the biggest layer. In fact, you know, take that out, take that out. And as, as you release the emotion, then, you know, emotions create patterns, patterns create emotions, and the patterns start to break down like Stockholm Syndrome. And, uh, you know, uh, little by little, uh, they they start to rebalance and, and, you know, come to terms with it and then move forward as like a warrior, like it's not happening again. And that's the key. You know, you have free will. And, of course, if you're a warrior, you can you have the power within you to stop these abductions. The problem is they happen at night when you're asleep and they just paralyze you. They take you on a ship. So how do you stop that? And the answer is you can't, you know, because you're completely paralyzed. So it is a complete violation. All right. Now, with these abductions, um, are they truly taking the physical form or are they at times taking the essence, the soul or consciousness of who we are to examine that? Because there's been so many stories of people floating up out of their bed and through the wall or through the window up into light and into a craft. And they say they feel almost ethereal, like they're in a cloud. And I wonder if they're really physically going or have the the extraterrestrials found a way to remove consciousness from us and return it. Well, they can do that. And plus the fact that I think a lot of them are actually physical, but what they do, you know, they have the technology to put your body in a different vibrational state. <clears throat> I mean, how do you get through a wall? Well, you know, your vibrational state, like you say, has to be etheric, you know, and so mm -hmm. you can re-vibrate re the body using instruments and then, you know, they're sucked up by a, a tractor beam to 
to uh, put them in the um, in, in the ship, you know. So yeah, these that seems the the level of energy that it would take to do something like that. Are we seeing long term physical effects? Are people uh, oh. suffering debilitating diseases, bone breakdown, and can we track that through abductees as opposed to people who've never witnessed that or or believed to have had that kind of experience? Oh yeah, it can cause all sorts of things. We don't forget even just the fundamental. I think emotion of being abducted you know mm -hmm. emotion causes most diseases you know the the primary cause cancer emotion uh what about uh, things like um osteoporosis emotion you know and so what happens is you know if we take an example osteoporosis the the emotion bleeds into the parathyroid it goes off balance you leach calcium out your bones gets to the bloodstream you know and causes all sorts of havoc you know like kidney stones can cause arterial blockages um heart valve stenosis calcification of the flap so, yeah, absolutely. They tend to get really sick after these abductions. Plus, I think if you keep wiping people's mind, they almost come, they start to get a multi, uh, a multi personality disorder uh, because they don't know what's real. You know, there's no, there's no template for what's real and what's not. You know, and like I say, in the subconscious, they remember it. The conscious, they kind of don't, but eventually, once you dig into that subconscious, and very often it just happens by itself, you know, the subconscious becomes a go, oh my god, and suddenly they have this realization I was abducted. So um, it's it's a terrible, it's it's big trauma, you know, really big trauma. <clears throat> I'd like to ask you a few harder questions, and this, please understand, is in no way to throw you under the bus, but to get a better understanding for dealing with people and giving the therapy to people that are dealing with this. You know, it's in dealing with something like this, I think you'll agree most science and psychology and psychologists are going to say this is nothing more than mentally disturbed people and, <laughs> yeah, and right that that and and to many of the outside viewers of this program and listeners around the world are going to say these people are just disturbed by offering them counseling by doing this isn't that enhancing their their issues, their, their mental health uh, weaknesses, and giving them a reason to put blame elsewhere for the things that they do. Uh, I've got to guess doing what you do is is got to be quite rewarding to know you're helping people. But on the other side, there's got to be a lot of aggression sent towards you because I have medium friends who they will help somebody with a major breakthrough and then get hate mail from that person's family saying, oh, you're just taking advantage of somebody grieving. And even though this person is now feeling better than they've felt since the loss that they're dealing with, and the, the, the practitioners in these cases can take a lot of heat and abuse, does that happen to you? You know, we're very lucky. I mean, I, I call these people trolls because they don't understand what you do. And like you say, it's, it's hateful. Uh, we've spent money with the ministry. How dare you and all this. And we mm -hmm. probably get one per year, you know, uh, that kicks off and starts that, which, which I think is actually very good. I mean, right. and to be honest, because I'm an empath, it, it hurts me deeply. You know, even one mm -hmm. hurts me deeply. But I think, okay, you know, um, you know, the family took over, they sucked them back in, and and they're allowing them to move forward and you know detaching from you. But um, but you know, you're not going to please everyone. We work on two thousand ish people a week. And, you know, with, with the general group, we have general groups, you know, we have uh, specialized groups, 20 people on it, uh, several times a week. And then we have one-to-one -one sessions. So 
with all that going on, if you look at, you know, I always look at the overall success rate and it's it's almost 100%. I mean, you know, like I say, you get one or two, don't like it, but everyone else is like, wow, I feel so much stronger. I mean, my view now of doing healings and helping these people is, you know, people want a guru, you know, no, I'm not your guru, you know, I don't want to be your guru. You know, I'm a, a facilitator, <clears throat> like an orchestra. You know, the, I was born as a because that being, there's five of us here. And the because that beings are the orchestra, and I'm just the you know conductor. You know, that's you know setting the intent and doing things, remote viewing, watching what's happened, and in that way, um, I think you know you can do your best. You know, it's we we see miracle stuff happen, but like you say, there's always going to be one where you know they're going to turn south on you, and that's okay. You know, if you get one a year, I think you're doing pretty well. <laughs> so. Right. And you mean by one person that turns on you as opposed to the many that you've helped. Yeah, yeah. Do you, absolutely. Do you feel, and I've heard from many practitioners, hypnotherapists, therapists that take this serious and want to help people, not judging, not not saying one way or another that they believe in the phenomena, but they believe the person believes in the phenomena, so they've helped. But I, in what I've discussed, they've almost equated it to demonic possession, that there seems to be something left behind from these alien intruders that sometimes in going in there and prodding and trying to help heal them, it triggers this external force that uh, to, to most of us would consider something demonic, but what it is is more of an alien presence. Have you had that and have you been threatened by that energy as well? Yeah, uh, big time. And it's interesting because this, you know, if, if you look at, in quotes, Jesus' teaching, I'm not a Christian, but I love Jesus' teachings. You talked about demonic entities. What are they? Well, there's various ones of them. There's uh, draconians. They're dark as anything. If they attach to you, they're going to make you sick really quick. There's anarchy. They tend to attach to you, sit in the abdomen, hang on the shoulders. So shoulders and neck are tight, bloats the abdomen because it's low vibrational, taps in the lower back, damages the L4 or 5 disc, sends you negative thoughts and things like this. So so that's a in quotes a demonic entity. You've got snake beings. You've got um, archons. Archons are beings that actually have no body. They float through the second, third, and fourth dimension. And what they do is they attach to you. It's like energetic body, you know. Um, and then you've also got the Luciferians connected to oh the Vatican, of course. And these things are very snarly. When and I think it was, I think Jesus was looking at them. To look at demonic entities because they they can talk the body when they leave they get they talk through your voice box in a snarly raspy voice or they can talk your body so yeah absolutely and the thing is about it is that the whole key to i think not having demonic possessions is being able to release emotion getting your vibration mm -hmm. high and high enough because these these beings are in the same space but different time so you know you can't see them, but they're right around you. And so, of course, they're looking for some emotional uh, trauma that your vibration mm. drops, and then in they in they pop and attach to you. Now, well, humanity is a giant old country buffet then, because who doesn't have some <laughs> kind of trauma, right? Who doesn't have some kind of horrific thing in their life that that they're you know trying to heal from? We've just got to be a buffet for these beings. Oh, absolutely. I mean, almost everybody who comes for a healing has got some some attachment, uh, depending on. The the common one is anarchy because they just sit there, they send you negative thoughts, and that's that's where all the negative thoughts come from. You know, suicidal thoughts don't come from you. They come from an external being. Well, actually, it's external, but attached to you. 
And what they're doing is through the through the uh, lower back, they send you negative thoughts to your brain, and but they're not allowed to use I thoughts. They have to use you. So say you are no good, Dave. You are you you you. You know, and because people get overwhelmed by the thought, they start to think, oh, I I need to commit suicide. I need to do this, that, and the other. You know, so yeah, we come across this a lot. And you know, my solution is it's to do several sessions to release enough emotion, get that person to take their power back as a sovereign being, get raise their vibration. Once your vibration's raised, they can't get near your energy field. They say, oh, you know. Dave's too much hassle. Let's go bother somebody else because <laughs> your vibration's too high. And so that's the key to uh, getting rid of demonic entities. All right. Now, dealing with that, do you believe that that ghosts exist or are we mistaking all of these different beings for what we believe to be ghosts? No, ghosts exist. I think what happens is if, if people have a trauma um, – or have a death, sometimes uh, they may... Let's take example, the Native Americans. <clears throat> mm -hmm. They they basically have a pact. They're, they're not going to pass to the light. They're going to stay here and look after their land because it's their land. It's not ours. Mm -hmm. you know? Of course, America's changed now. And so what happens is when they pass, they just stay around. And, and of course, if you build a house on somebody's land, that ghost in quotes you know that being that's not transitioned over it is going to get extremely aggressive because of course it's their land not yours and so you're building a house so i clear a lot of houses a lot of land uh, of native americans i leave them i'll leave them if they're tranquil and loving but if they're not you know it's time to move them on because the person who owns the land now it's not good for them and of course it's not good for the spirit who hasn't passed over so we escort them onto uh, you know the fifth dimension where they can actually move on with their spiritual practice but if these so, ET beings are opening portals between realities, dimensions, ethereal planes, are they creating ruptures? Is that why we're seeing upticks in uh, paranormal activity of, of spiritual activity in that sense? Yeah, because, well, yeah, there's a few things about that, actually. And you're right, you know, they, they open portals. Uh, I, I do a lot of work with portals in people's houses, and it, it's really interesting because they say, well, I remember a lady, she kind of said, well, I don't understand it. You know, my bathroom smells, smells like gone-off drain. <clears throat> she said, I had the plumber out. I said, oh, it's a portal because one thing you'll learn about these beings is they don't wash or shower, <laughs> and they smell like gone-off drain. So if you open a portal, you're going to smell that smell. So you mean the teenagers in my house are... Are these beings you're talking about? <laughs> I've always wondered. I've always wondered. Yeah, though, but they're so stinky. You know, I, I make a joke sometimes. You know, you shut the pores and say, and don't come back until you had a shower. <laughs> so it's, but um, yeah, it's 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 real. You know, these portals are real. Now, the other thing about it is very interesting. Is this is that, of course, if they keep open a portal, if you don't close it, think of the third dimensional um, world like a football. Now, if you keep poking holes in that football, the air is going to change inside. Now, in correlation to the third-dimensional world, the space-time, the vibration here is going to change to the point where people can't live it. And that's one of my uh, jobs down here is with the Actorians to actually police the time-space and shut a lot of portals down so we can maintain a time-space continuum where you can live in this vibrational world, you know. 
how how did you come upon these abilities to a be able to traverse and see these these entities deal with these entities and have the ability to close and see portals because again to the general public here uh it sounds like uh, you know horror movie concepts uh sci-fi movie stuff nothing that is based <laughs> in reality how and and again not meant to disparage you but people want to understand how do you have that gift? And, and is it something that everybody has the gift to do, but they keep shut down? And should they keep it shut down? No, I th my personal opinion is everyone's got different gifts. Like, you know, my wife's clairaudient. Her voice is incredible. So, you know, she she her healing and her work is through uh, music and, and sound. <clears throat> my gift is different. I And, you know, you've got to remember remote viewing. There's, there's a few types of remote viewers. Um, one is where if you want to go somewhere, if you meditate and uh, really good, you can actually lift the cell out of your body on an umbilical cord. It can walk over somewhere, go somewhere. You can see it, and then it comes back. It takes a lot of training to that. My remote viewing is different because uh, what they do through the Mekizdet beings, what they do is almost put like – it's like having a monitor in front of you, and they open a window and say, well, look at someone's kidney. Oh, there's a kidney stone in that left kidney. Okay. I'll work on that. And then, they, you know, they open one with a heart. They're, so you've got all these windows. You're looking at them all, and, okay, um, that's what's wrong with the body. So it's done in a different way. The, the problem with doing it in the uh, soul way, where it leaves the body and goes, you can be detected uh, by three-letter agencies. They know you're there because they can see your energy. With this other way, uh, it's done differently. The energy's not there. Um, so... That, that's, you know, so there's a few ways of remote viewing, really interesting. But they are gifts, you know. I mean, I was born right. with it. I could see, you know, I remember being in the schoolyard. I could see, Dad, Dad, there's, there's a craft in the sky. What? You know, where is it? You know, <clears throat> I remember in my bedroom when I was four. Dad, you know, there was a big old Anunnaki. It was about 10 foot 8 tall, standing in the corner. I mean, you know what they look like. A little, little bit like a velociraptor, but... The thing was standing in the corner, and it gave me that, you know, that dark feeling where you think, wow, this is really dark. That's kind of, and I, Dad, Dad, there's, there's a reptilian thing, there's a, you know, dinosaur thing in the corner of the room, and he comes running in, where is it, you know? It's there, you know, and no, no, it's just a bad dream, you know, and it wasn't. And I realized that I can see these things. Uh, a lot of people can't. So everyone's got different gifts, in my opinion. Boy, you just, my family that's listening to this is shaking their head in disgust at me because we get these wild turkeys that run through my yard. I call the velociraptors and I hide inside from them and they're like three feet tall. You're seeing a 10 foot eight being and you're just like, dad, look at that thing. And I, uh, that, yeah. <laughs> right. so. do they see you when you see them or, or do they have to be in the right frame of mind and context to see you as well? Oh no, they see you, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like it's like you can get remote viewers. You know, if, if anyone out there is listening, and you know, if you feel as though something's watching me, or or you get, you know, you, you know, when you get that feeling, like you're going for an examination next day, you got butterflies in your stomach. If you get that feeling for no no reason at all, there's always a reason, and that's remote viewers. They're watching. You know, tends to be the Anunnaki. They watch you from the fourth dimension. They're, they're a distance away, but, you know, when they watch you, they connect their energy to you. So we always remove, again, there's maps of intent to remove remote viewers, and uh, it's, it's, it is crazy. I mean, I've, I've dealt with people who have been raped by off-planet beings, you know, and they feel it, you know, they feel the whole thing, and yet it's a spirit, but it's still happening. And 
And, you know, it happens and happens and happens. I remember one lady, I kind of got into trouble with this because I said to her, look, you know, this is going to happen for the rest of your life unless you release the emotion. Get your vibration up and, and your vibration's way higher than them so your energy field, they can't get in. And she was like, well, you know, she got upset by it. I don't know. Well, never mind. But but that's what you need to do. Uh, otherwise, we have a prayer or a map of intent. It's on the website. It's called the 27 Esoteric Merkabar Field Prayer. If you say that three times a day, that will keep these entities out. And that's the thing about a lot of healers. They don't realize that, you know, if you don't give people protection, a really powerful protection prayer, these things will just reattach to you. So, you know, you, you remove it, you do a bit of work, and then it just reattaches. So you, you're not really getting anywhere. So, you know, it's important to keep them out whilst you're getting your vibration higher. So, All right. Um, for people that are watching that believe right now, Dr. Macklin, that they are dealing with abductions and they want to put an end to it, um, I know we've got a link for you for your website and the work that you do, but what can you tell them to start doing today that will start to break this bond? I would start really taking your power back and meditating and doing your spiritual practices that make you feel really good. I mean, I mean, I encourage everyone to do that. I mean, Dave, look at the state of this world. You know, I mean, I don't even like going out to restaurants anymore because the food tastes terrible. You know, you've got uh, shedding, you've got this, you've got, you know, angsty people around. And, you know, to do this work, you've got to keep yourself in a really good space. So, so what we do is, you know, I love cooking. So I do a bit of cooking, you know. We love being amongst trees and, you know, we have a 42-acre site. Um, you know, you need to, to me, you need to do the things that give you joy. And I think the world has changed, you know. Now we need to go back to simplicity. If you, lo if you love growing food or growing plants, do that, you know. Do, do some fun things that you really enjoy and spend the time with it. And that, and then along with the prayer that you mentioned, uh, uh, interesting question from the audience. But if you don't believe in prayer, just by saying it, is it the prayer is not really the the words; it's the intention behind what you're doing that will start to affect and impact these beings from having access to you. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, but but prayers. I mean, a prayer is like more of a Christian word. I call it a map of intent, which is a manifestation, effectively. So. Okay. If, if I can explain the 27 East Oak Mokopal Field Prayer, and it goes like this. Now, there's a command statement in it, and people don't like that, but it is about taking your power. It's not demand, right. it's command. And, you know, so it goes like this. You ground yourself. You say, I am of God. I ground myself to the earth. Dear God, I command we create 27 esoteric Mokopal fields around me to protect me from any negative entities, fractals thereof, manipulations and transmissional frequencies that are not for my highest good through all space-time continuum in every dimension. And so we thank you, God, send you our unconditional love, so be it. And in that way, you're just creating a manifestation of esoteric Merkabal field. So so what's hmm. a prayer? A map of intent, effectively. You know. Interesting, because when called on to uh, locations and experiencers and they're asking me to pray for them, the prayer I say is, Lord, I just ask that you come here and place a thorny hedge of protection around these people to keep them safe from all of the harm, from the things that mean to do them harm. Protect them, shield their body, their mind, their soul, and their spirit, and give them peace. I pray this in your name. Amen. And essentially, it's exactly what you said. Exactly You're calling forth, thing, yeah. God, uh, come here, do this. 
thank you. We appreciate the work you're doing. <laughs> yeah, God, let's get on with it. And thank yeah, you. And God. I'll send you my unconditional love. Right, we're good to go. So, and it's the same, putting, you know, right. creating a thorny, uh, you know, uh, field around them, you know, mm -hmm. it stops the entities from getting in. You know, whatever it's it's a man it's a prayer is a manifestation, you know, it really is. Yep. But you but the thing is you have to say them with authority, and that's really important, I think. Understandable. And then and again, that is the way that we've spoken before. Uh I tell people not to walk in a place of fear. If you're in a place of fear, this is not the the topic for you. This is not the the world you should be treading in with paranormal investigating and seeking the un unknown. You have to go in with a sense of security and protection, not ego driven, but just being fortified in the fact that, you know, you're not going to let fear execute you. You're going to execute your ability over fear in order to walk through these things and survive it. Um, we've oh, got more to discuss and, and we're going to talk about AI in the second half of the show, but it, it still has ties to what we're discussing here. Uh, our guest, Dr. Christopher Macklin will be back with us in just a few moments. Uh, before we do that though, I have got a friend of mine joining because it has been a while since I've done one of these, uh, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who have not yet had a chance to be a part of this, this is one of my favorite segments of the show. And this is... It's time now for Upon Further Review. So what is Upon Further Review? Well, it's a moment for us to clear our minds of what we just heard from our guest before we launch into the next segment. This is uh, bubblegum for the mind. And I like to take my friends and ask them to watch uh, a horror movie or a paranormal-themed movie and then report back to it. Maybe a movie that is a classic oldie that we've lost, like, you know, um, Night of the Lepus, <laughs> Giant Killer Rabbits. You know, there's always these great movies that have slipped past. And just recently in the year 2020, there was a brand new movie that came out that many of you know nothing about. And so did my friend. He, he was oblivious to this. Ladies and gentlemen, from AEW, Dr. Luther is in the house. Hello, Hello everybody. Luther. How are you? All right. Good. So listen, I know you're a paranormal fan. You've been investigating the paranormal for years. As a matter of fact, on your uh, YouTube channel and programs, you've actually gone out and filmed haunted locations and Very gone true. to put yourself in them. Love and it. when I reached out to you, I said, hey, Luther, would you like to watch a classic horror movie and report back? And right away, <laughs> I was like, I would love to. The word classic, I'm not sure if that fits. Well, you know, I mean, it's always in the way you look at it. Ladies and gentlemen, listen, uh, in the pantheon of horror, there are a few names that always rise to the surface. And some of them have been where this movie has gone now. I'm, I'm brought sure. to mind with Jason Voorhees in Jason X. I'm brought to Leprechaun in Space. Uh, let's not forget Hellraiser in Space. That's right, Pinhead visited space. And since the first part of this show is about some of the horrors of the beings that are out there. I thought it was only fair that we gave a horror back to them. Let's take a quick look at the trailer for the movie. I asked Luther. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry for this. This evening at the infamous Amityville house, something is about to go down. This house is evil incarnate. Its evil has spread like a plague. To stop it, we must strike at its roots. If I were you, I'd leave now. 
That's the largest black hole I've ever seen. We've never come across anything like this in space before. I think there's something more sinister at play here. I've got a bad feeling about this. It's already beginning again. The war between good and evil continues. We need to nuke that black hole. That house must be destroyed. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Amityville in space, because the Earth can no longer contain the evil. It has now been launched into outer space. Okay, you see that picture that was just up? Yes. It's like straight out of like a 1980s metal album cover, right? It looks really cool. That is not on the movie at all. It's just literally a house. That's sitting out of space. And it looked like a cardboard cutout of a house, to be honest with you, in the, yeah. in the trailer. I was yeah. hoping for this, because I was like, I guess it's this way. This looks super cool, and that right. wasn't there. <laughs> okay, so the concept but is... I did take uh, notes. Oh, my God, you took notes. I you took are, notes. You are committed to this. So uh, the concept, you know, you've seen Freddy or Jason goes to space. Leprechaun goes to space. Pinhead goes to space. Is this a, is this a noble, a noble effort to send the Amityville curse and house into outer space? Um, it costs four dollars to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so the good news is it didn't cost five dollars to watch it. Well, is that I, what feel, you're to tell I feel like I. You know, give me my three dollars and ninety nine cents. I feel like at least they've made fifty dollars now. So right. I, I'm hoping to give back. That's good. Um, it was only seventy five minutes for one thing. So another upside, right? And the opening credits took ten. So you're, <laughs> yeah. The opening credits. All right. So you're forever. whittling down the bad taste, right? Okay, yeah. we're getting. So, 75 but, is an hour 15. So now we're down to an hour five content. Hour five. Um, the trailer it was probably the best, like the best parts of whatever <laughs> you want to call the best part. Um, but okay. I really like cheesy movies. I like mm-hmm. cheesy B movies. This is like a cheesy art, or like, I don't know, T movie. It's way past B. But okay. um, do you remember on the trailer, the, the priest was holding the crucifix and his hands turning a bit. So the, right. my favorite part of the whole movie was they actually turn his hand, his hand turns, turns, turns. But as they have the close-up, it's like a doll's hand, like from a, like a little kid's doll. And there's no blood shooting out, and then it falls. And they have a close-up, and they didn't even try to make it look like a regular hand. It literally was a doll's hand. Uh, I watched it, like, I kept rewinding it. I watched it, like, five times. I, that part I loved. It was so bad, it was great. Um, All right. yeah, the special effects, the green screens were... We could have shot the same movie and it would have been just better probably. But um, there's different parts of the movie that like when you told me about it, I was like thinking, okay, this sounds weird, but maybe it could pull it off. But then when they had the the special effects of just the house, so they always had looking through the the window out to everything, you can see the house. You could see the black hole, and the, 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 then this just giant pentagram that's floating in the air, and they all are super crystal clear, and not moving. 
And the people don't on the ship don't know what it's a house because this is the future and they're in a different galaxy. So they got sure, you know, pushed out to no some no idea what they're up against, right? They don't know what they're up against. Uh, what they're up against is um, a movie that is not scary at all. The scariest part was that I watched the whole thing and took notes. But <laughs> the I, I love little bits of it. Like they stole a lot of things from different movies. So they had a little rubber what? hand. They had a rubber hand that would go around and like kill people. So straight at it, like really bad Evil Dead cover band. Um, so they had that going on. Uh, the, the attacks with the hand were really bad. Like one person actually just grabbed the hand and then brought it up to his head, which I thought was great. Oh, so we're talking like Ed Wood stuff, where oh. where uh, where uh, uh, Bella's fighting with the fake squid, and you could see him okay. flapping the arms. Yeah, that's perfect leading because at one time one of the crew members goes into uh, the medical unit because they're going to go to this this strange house, right. and all of a sudden she gets attacked by an inflatable arm waving tube man from out of nowhere, which doesn't do anything but flap in her face, and then she gets yeah. really jarred and runs back saying she was just attacked by uh inflatable arm or even too mad which was yeah. super crazy and i thought that was great it didn't even they didn't even try to make it look like anything it was literally that that's the beauty of it right that's just they're just embracing the oddities the strangeness of this entire thing it, it was it was pretty good the captain had uh, all his close-up he was straight up uh christopher pike 1960s star trek every every close-up was that's what he was trying to hit. And that's what oh, he was God. trying to hit. He actually did a good job. He hit, hit all the close-ups. Good. Um, they had a robot that was hilarious. Most robots you know are linear or mm -hmm. they get a smaller guy. This is a guy that had a big pot belly and he was in a skidoo suit. <laughs> I thought it was great because I've never seen a robot have like a gut. Bender from Futurama may be the closest, right? But he was still like linear, kind of. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It is metal. All right, but, I know Luther. This is going to be tough to ask. You know, I, I, the, the phantom rating one meaning, man, Dave. I don't know. I'm questioning everything about our friendship. Five being, I can't wait for the sequel. Before, before I give you my, before I give you my number, uh -huh. I'm going to tell you about the the main evil guy though, real quickly. Oh, okay, give so, it to me. The evil one. This is yes. what the whole movie's about, right? Amityville. He's he's the one possessing everything. Mm -hmm. He had regular people hands. So just like me and you, he had a uh, general Ursus Planet of the Apes mask with right, a scarf right. over it. So you could only see the top and then red eyes. So that was the main bad guy that's supposed to scare everybody. Nice. But that just made me, when I saw that right away, think about Planet of the Apes and how hot huh. Nova was. Was she not hot or what? That it was, She was beautiful. Agreed. So if you're asking me to rate this, this movie, <laughs> Amity in Space, uh -huh. one Phantom. Nova from Planet of the Apes, five phantoms. Nice. Well, it's interesting that you bring up uh, Planet of the Apes because this movie's coming out soon, and Luther, maybe I should send you to check out Amityville Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on it. I'll do it. I'm on it. <laughs> I love it. I love Homer. Buddy, thank you. Thank you for thank stopping you so in much. and spending some time with us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you, my friend. I'll see you soon. Thank you. All right, guys, you heard it. Amityville in space, only one phantom from Dr. Luther. And if anybody knows the strange, if anybody knows the unusual, it's that guy right there. All right, we'll be back in just a few moments. Make sure to take care of the sponsors that take care of the show. We only offer the best items, and that's why you should pay attention to this.
Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. What's the first thing that you'd do if, say, you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go for a run? Maybe take a nap? Read a book? Or just show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. And the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're like me, you think, I can get through a lot. And we can. We're a resilient species. However, there are times that we need to reach out that hand and get a little help from somewhere else. That's what I did with BetterHelp. When I reached that limit and I realized things were getting a little bit out of control, instead of taking it out on my family or taking it out on myself, I just decided to reach out and get the help that I deserve. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy, my darklings. Get BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com P60. Do that today. You're going to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash P60. It's time to take control of your life. Dave's here rooting you on, and if I can do this, you can do this. Let's do this together. BetterHelp.com slash P60. There's a link for it on today's program guide. Haunted Magazine is a publication dedicated to all things paranormal and spooky. Each issue features articles, interviews, and stories about ghosts, hauntings, and other unexplained phenomena. The magazine also covers topics such as cryptozoology, UFOs, and other aspects of the supernatural. Expect to find in-depth investigations of haunted locations, first-hand accounts of ghostly encounters, and reports of paranormal events and attractions. The magazine also includes features on the latest ghost hunting technology and techniques, as well as tips for those looking to search the supernatural on their own. Issue 37, The Frights of Spring, will be in stores from March 6. So remember, don't be normal, be paranormal, and order your copy today. Join us for this amazing paranormal conference that's being held in a haunted school in Glen Beulah, Wisconsin. Haunted Midwest Ghost Tours presents Great Lakes Paranormal Conference on September 22nd through the 24th, 2023. We have some great speakers with Jason Hawes, Adam Berry, Sherry Benedetti, Lyle Blackburn, Shane Pittman, Sarah Lemos, Dave Schrader, Jeff Bellinger, along with Wisconsin's very own Chad Lewis, and many more will make this one of Wisconsin's most talked about events. We have over 40 vendors and nighttime investigations at various haunted locations with special guests. Get your tickets now at GreatLakesParanormalConference.com and find us on Facebook under the same name. Choose from VIP, General 3-Day, and Day Pass. Again, that's GreatLakesParanormalConference.com.
All right, we are back. History, Truth, and Healing. That's the book by our guest tonight, Dr. Christopher Macklin. We have a link for it in the program guide. Working out of his Global Enlightenment Center in Branson, Missouri, Dr. Macklin serves an international client base, helping thousands of people rebalance and heal from various physical, mental, and emotional issues. His clients' testimonials serve as ample proof in understanding life-changing experiences he is able to facilitate. Dr. Macklin is an interfaith minister with the Esoteric Church and has a PhD in metaphysics and philosophy. For more information, again, check out the link we have on today's program guide. Dr. Christopher Macklin, I think I'm going to need you to go see our friend Dr. Luther and close the portals to his brain that I unwillingly, <laughs> uh, unknowingly opened with the movie I forced him to watch. Yeah, it was an interesting movie. I haven't <laughs> seen it, but the trailer was very interesting, so... Yes. Well, that's something. Um, AI, right? We're listening to the news every day and AI is going to make our lives better and AI this and AI that. Then you've got uh, some of the greatest minds in the world, uh, you know, including Dr. Stephen Hawking that were warning us against AI, artificial intelligence, and that there is an inherent danger. Uh, I believe Jeff Bezos and, and um, Elon Musk have, have made comments about this. People that are on the, the foreground of science and technology have warned that that we might be putting ourselves into a very bad position but you think that it's not necessarily the science of earth that's affecting the ai and its infiltration of our planet at this point do you no i mean it's interesting because of course you know we talked about abductions and the gray were grays were abducted and they gave us technology which we have no business having you know, it's like giving the keys to a Ferrari to a two-year-old. You know, it's it's going to crash and burn eventually. Now, there's a few aspects to AI. There's robotics, of course. It can do things in warehouses, manufacturing, everything else. There's also robots as a partner, you know, where mm -hmm. you get sexual activity with things. Why anyone would want to do that, who knows? But, you know, to me, all these things are being brought in to desensitize people. You know, because to me, you know, activity, intimate activity is supposed to be a godly thing, you know, it's supposed to be love and everything else. With robots, can they really love you? And the answer is uh, no. You know, they don't have a heart. They have a logical yes or no. So they can look up databases and think, well, you know, uh, Dave just shouted at me, you know, how am I meant to react? So they look at the database. Oh, I'm meant to scour my face and put my fist up or something, you know, and but it's, it's really, 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 um, mm -hmm. I think, um, it's just logical. There's, there's no love. You know, you can never get God's love in a robot. So moving forward, of course, with robots, they can go in the military. What happens if someone downloads some sort of virus on it and it turns against us? So there's problems there. Then you've got nanotechnology, which is also AI. And uh, I hope I'm okay with talking about this. Please, Yes. Right, so nanotechnology, uh, it started off with Morgellons, and it's actually in the book, uh, you know, Manufactured Diseases. Morgellons particles originally, uh, they were created by DARPA, uh, of course, from the greys. They've been, uh, you know, they've been refined over the last 14 to 20 years. I've worked with a world-leading toxicologist who's actually sued different agencies for dusting people with these nanobots, and nano is 10 to the minus 9 small. Now, what do these things have in them? Well, in a nanotube, which is made of graphene or, you know, uh, carbon-60, same sort of thing, uh, 
um, they grow. They can grow. You think, how the heck do they grow? Well, what do they have in them first? In the center, they have a complementary metal oxide uh, array so that they can actually transmit receive frequencies. That's why they want 5G, because if they put them in your body, they can measure your sexual activity, heart rate, you can measure your brain activity, everything else. Mm -hmm. Now, in addition to that, they've bound various elements uh, to it, like nylon 3633. They've bound plant material to it. They've bound beryllia, which is the stealth pathogen of Lyme disease. So, and um, also silicate. So, so they grow. You think, well, hang on a minute. How do you get our nylon to grow? Well, binding in a certain way with the molecules of carbon, it can grow. So what do they do? Transfer it into the needly things and put it in your body. And also CRISPR technology uh, splices the genetics. So what happens with this is the old way with Morgellons, only, everyone's been dusted with these nanotech because it's in the chemtrails. These nanobots are in the chemtrails. But not everyone gets Morgellons disease. It doesn't replicate in the body. Why is that? Because it depends on the old ways, whether you ingested agrobacterium, that's in GMO foods, or it's in... Um, uh, past vaccines and of course then it replicates and it actually grows through your your you know your your skin it grows through the goes through all the tissue so it becomes part of your body and you become transhuman so of course they wanted a way to speed that up not relying on agrobacterium because it takes a while to damage the dna so they used crispr technology which spliced the genetics therefore um renders the body um because DNA, again, from my perspective, I'm not a medical doctor, but the work we've done with the scientists, DNA, RNA, and, and immune system are all connected. So splice the DNA, immune system goes down to 20%, no immune response. This stuff replicates. And so that's why now people are reporting, well, you know, why is the like squid-type material in someone's artery, a big rope? And the answer is because that's nylon 36. Uh, they've also found, like, um, you know, bluey... Um, rainbow type stuff in the blood uh, that's some of the the um the material they add in you know uh, so this but this stuff fundamentally uh has a it's biologically alive you know when when i first learned about and understood this morgallons particles i found dr hilde you know she's she's like i say she's at the top of a game industrial toxicologist and i said i'm overwhelmed by this stuff and she goes oh no no it's okay don't worry I said, no, not the fact that it exists, the fact that someone would actually ever create it and put it into people's bodies. So Morgellons is a huge disease. So many people have got it. So what happened is then, then they, to stop people from healing it, they they have a, um, a metallic structure from the greys and it can actually switch dimensions. So if it's here, it can switch the fourth dimension. So they've added that to the particle so that, if you try and apply energy to break down the molecular structure of it, it just switches out of this dimension. You're not doing anything to it. As soon as you finish the healing, it switches back. So I had to find a way of locking this stuff down on a timeline. And so uh, so what we did is we I created a new protocol. It's a 20-week program. What it does is the that beings created the Akashic Records. Why is that? Because they wanted to make sure that people can't go back in time on your timeline you mm -hmm. know back in time on dave's timeline and you see hitler there well we need to take him out you can't why is that because this timeline was already happened so you can't alter past timelines from your timeline so that stopped the space-time continuum being altered 
So what we do is we split your now future timeline in two. You go on a path of divine alignment, complete wellness, where all the particles, uh, brilliant lime, HIVAs, aged orange, spike proteins, HIV microinsets, all the stuff, hydrogel, uh, glycoethylene, all the stuff is at your body. On this timeline to the sun, what we do is lock the particles and strip them out of the body and lock them on a timeline to the sun. That means as time goes on, they separate out of the body, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. We've got rid of the uh, jab uh, in people's bodies that are making them sick. We've got rid of Morgellons, Lyme, Agent Orange, you know, um, what's the other one? Um, yeah, really Lyme. Oh, HIV AIDS. So it's 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 been phenomenal. It took me a long time. Well, now, when you say we've gotten rid of it, obviously HIV and I know Lyme disease still exists. Uh, so what do you mean by we've gotten rid of it? Well, got rid of it out of your body. If you've got Lyme disease, we can strip uh, the stealth pathogens out of the body. But that's not the that's not the end of it because, of course, talking about before, uh, if your DNA has been damaged and it's in the chemtrails, it's going to be sprayed on you. You'll get it back. So what we do then is invoke a DNA change. So how do we do that? Well, the that beings go in the first cell where life began, mm -hmm. which is in the sacral point. They repair all the chromosomes, connect all the helixes together reset the DNA of that cell back to the blueprint of the Akashic Records, and then that has a knock-on effect. They do it round them, round them. You've got billions of cells in your body, so that takes also about 10 weeks. So it's a 20-week it's a program. It's been incredible. So, are, are they, are these alien beings, are they just trying to wipe out humanity? Isn't there an easier way for them to kill us than all of this hyper-technology and and abductions and, and causing suicidal thoughts and all of the claims that have gone on through some of the things that we've done. And I, I would guess it'd be a lot easier to just dust us off this planet and start over again. Yeah, but there's also certain rules, like the rules, the keys of Enoch are the rules of the universe. And some of the rules apply where um, people have free will. So if you offer a vaccine and it's it's mm -hmm. a bioweapon, you have the choice to take it. If you take it, that's, that's your deal. And, you know, I'm encouraging people. I used to say, don't take it, don't, don't, you know, but I'm not a medical doctor, can't say that. But but what I say now is read the contents on it, you know, so they get the thing, oh, there's nothing there. Oh, well, that tells you everything you need to know. But, you know, a lot of people have taken it, and so that's their journey, you know. Uh, but mm -hmm. if you just went and, you know, annihilated everyone for the planet, then it creates a, a karma, which is against the universal rules. So they've, they've been very clever uh, how to navigate this, you know. Boy, it seems like it's it's skirting the the laws to a very razor thin line. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, oh well, if we do this, I mean, it's like they're giving themselves plausible deniability. Is God that stupid that the aliens are like, hey, we didn't really cross that line. We just got to this point and stopped. And God's yeah, like, I'm... oh, you pranksters. Okay. All right, you get by because that doesn't that doesn't seem right to me. It's not right, but the universal laws are, are very clear. You know, if the person gives permission to inject themselves with a bioweapon, then so be it, you know. Uh, but if you forcefully inject people, that is against the universal law. So they're, 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 they, they use the fear element to frighten people into taking anything, you know. I mean, human beings are crazy. Well, right, but, you know, the idea that we want to be better, we want to believe that science is creating things to 
fix and make better. And, and I know there's a huge conspiratorial rabbit hole we can go down that, listen, they've had the ability to cure cancer for decades and they're not doing it because it's more money to keep us sick. I, I buy that. I, I do buy that. I, I think that there's been enough people, um, and enough, uh, doctors and researchers who've died mysteriously that were researching these things that we have to take a, a broader look at, at that is that obviously there's a lot more to that concept, but you know, I understand that the aliens have a certain level of karmic justice that they're worried about, but humanity, we're kind of a dark race. We are um, egocentric. We're uh, self-centered. We're very mean now. It's it's hard to believe that given the powers that they've given to us, we just aren't wiping each other out anyway, you know, and, and the aliens could just stand by and go, hey, God, not us. Look at these guys. are cre- You created this. Look at this mess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, but I think, you know, the things about human beings, they have loving them. You've got to remember that there's a, there's a big element of uh, reptilian hybrids amongst us. So you can't really say, you know, if you... If you meet a you know human or even you know a starseed being, they're very loving. You know, it's like me. I never judge people. Never judge people, even in the prayer. Sometimes, if we do a ceremony and we, we have a big ceremony, if any any of you guys want to join it, it's in about I think it's June. Uh, we haven't put it up yet, but what it is is uh, all the deep state, all the black ops, all the satanic instruments all over the world, including the churches, including big agriculture, big tech, this, that, and the other. Uh, what we do is we go through the whole thing and, you know, we have about five, six hundred people lying and bring them before God for justice and release them to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. In that way, you know, you're not creating karma. Let God take care of it. It's not our deal, you know. Uh, so so I, I believe in, you know, no, no karma. I, I would never own a gun. It's just me personally. I, I don't like guns. Could never kill anybody. Can't even kill an animal. So it's not because I'm a wimp. It's just because I, I just can't do it, you know, because I love uh, animals, plants, everything so much, you know, so, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Why, why aren't you being targeted more? Um, obviously you're trying to bring light and education and enlightenment to the world and you're doing so by healing and helping people through your center. Uh, I would think you're an enemy of the state. 289 times they've tried to kill me off here. Yeah. The last time I went to Los Angeles, and this is a result of it, it's, it's actually a lot smaller, I'm working on it, but I was dusted with a bioweapon. It was tubularia, it was a binding agent, and it was a solvent. And what they have to do is just dust you, sinks through the skin, gets in your body, tubularia is from rats, the CIA, uh, the people who actually hold it. Uh, and um, I got really sick, so sick that my temperature flew up and uh, I really struggled. I was in a hotel room. So, you know, I was working on myself and it got better, got better. And so what, what happened is that it formed into a cyst, uh, like a an envelope. So all the tumulaire and all the binding agent and everything formed into the cyst. So I thought, well, great, I've got to reduce it. But the problem is it's very toxic. So what, what we've been doing is psychic surgery. We've been reducing it bit by bit. It was, it was about nine inches. Now it's about, I would say about maybe a centimeter. Sorry, nine centimeters. So it's gone right down. It's still there, but but every time I every time I released it and the body processed it, I was so sick, you know, throwing up and everything else. So two hundred eighty nine times. Another time, I went to um, 
I went over to uh, Darren Masala um, to um, supposedly see before I knew the real truth about the Dalai Lama. And he wasn't there. He was actually with Obama at the time. And I, I went to Darren Masala and I was in India. Anyway, um, I went back to the northern Tibetan camp in Delhi uh, due to fly back uh, two days later. And they said to me, you got to stay another five days. I said, Why? You've got to stay another five days. I said, why? Just stay another five days. Okay. This was the times when I'd gone bankrupt, had no money. So I looked for 70 pounds, which is like $100. You know, it doesn't seem a lot of money, but it was huge to me because I had no money. So anyway, I managed to get all of the money. I changed the ticket on the day that I was meant to fly out. The plane never took off. It went to the end of the gunway and blew up and killed everyone on board. So, you know, and many other things. So the... Things have happened. So, oh, yeah, they, they don't like it. But there's another thing about protection is that if you have absolute faith, and I'm not talking about, well, you know, yeah, you know, you don't manifest, like, oh, they're going to come and get me. Of course they're going to come and get me. If you have absolute faith that they're not going to touch you full stop, there is no doubt, really believe that with all of your being, they can't touch you, you know. And so um, I got myself in this uh, place of absolute faith where they're not touching me. And ever since that, about eight years ago, uh, they've never been near. So interesting. A lot to process. Dr. Christopher Macklin, again, thank you for the work you do. I, I, before I let you go, I know that you do an intention uh, deal every, is it every month, I believe your publicist had mentioned, and I wanted to give you a chance to talk about that because on the show of anything, we're big into prayer and intention and and trying to do things to make the world a little bit better. What what do you do and how can people get involved? Well, what we do is, well, we do that uh, ceremony, you know, which is once every 120 days, but every week um, we do a, a general healing, uh, a healing for everybody. So it covers most things like cancers, you know, things like uh, uh, if you've got mental health, like, you know, uh, anxiety, PTSD, everything else, issues with the intestines, issues with the liver, kidneys. Um, it, it covers osteoporosis, um, gets the glands, the endocrine system working, and it's a whole hour. And I do it, it used to be three times a week. I've just cut it down to twice a week. So it's on Thursday, 5 p.m. Central Time, and Saturday, 11 a.m. Central Time. And you can actually see it on YouTube, you can see it on Facebook, or you can see it, you can sign up for Zoom and you can come on the Zoom meeting and see it there, you know. And so we do it every week um, by donation. If you don't have any money, I always tell people, look, I've been there, got the T-shirt. When I went bankrupt in 2007, I had absolutely nothing. I didn't have food for 15, 18 days, 21 days. Uh, I lived out of a car for about two years. So I know what it's like to have no money, and that's why we do it, to make sure everyone gets a healing. So if you have no money, please come on it, you know, because by doing these healings, it's going to, you know, get that power within your back. It's going to get that fire in your belly. So once you get your power back, you can step out in the world and do amazing things, and that's that's why I'm here. I'm not your guru. I'm just somebody who's helping facilitate to you get back to your own guru self, and that's really important to me, having been in that situation, you know. Great work. Thank you so much for being with us tonight, Dr. Macklin. Thanks, Dave. Bless your heart. And thank you for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you. My pleasure. And I thank you all for tuning in and uh, spending time with us here this evening. Um, as we discussed many different aspects of the world around us tonight, I can't lock into any one specific belief system of what do I think is going on, nor am I asking any of you to do something like this. 
maybe what Dr. Macklin is talking about is too radical for you to wrap your head around. Maybe it's too radical for me to wrap my head around in certain aspects. But it's giving all sides the opportunity to be heard because what doesn't make sense for me doesn't mean that it doesn't resonate with others out there. Um, and I'm not saying it doesn't resonate with me, but I'm just saying I, I try to give on this program and through the years that I've been doing this, people the opportunity to shine, to share what they do and what their beliefs are. Because I found more times than not, the things that I would have dismissed impact people the most. And things that I think are really important sometimes miss the target by a thousand yards. So it's not for me to decide what you hear and what you don't hear. Uh, it's for me to bring you possibilities. And that's what the show is about. Concepts, possibilities, theories, and ideas to challenge the paradigm you live in. I don't know what's going on in the outer world around us with alien beings, whether we're just a smorgasbord for them to tap into to feed their energies or their curiosities, I don't know. The concept that they can just come and go as they please is a terrifying thought to many of us, including me. The fact that science seems to be on the side of good, or at least that's what it originally sets its intention for, and then we find ways to make people sicker, to do things that damage the mental acuity of our own people. You know, there's a lot of the foods that we eat, a lot of the things that we drink and ingest and put into our bodies that third world starving nations refuse from us. Think about that. Again, I'm not here to shake my fist like Alex Jones and bring you down every conspiratorial rabbit hole, but there are dark forces in this world and they take many forms. Some of them are the people you know and call friends. Some of them are our politicians. Some of them are people that we think are there to help us. And then there are also angels that walk amongst us. People that for no reason other than wanting to help reach out that hand. And I believe that that's what Dr. Macklin's trying to do is reach out that hand to give people one more chance, one more life raft to climb aboard. Like he mentioned during the talk today and reading the serums that were given, make sure to read all of the ingredients to know what goes into these things and what their effects might be. Think about that when you put your faith into anything or anyone. Research them. Think about them. If it rings true for you and in your soul and you feel it to be real, explore it. But do it with open eyes. Faith is a wonderful thing to have, but I do believe that God wants us to have faith, but not blind faith, right? That's where we have to sort things out. We have to examine things for ourselves. I think those that challenge the paradigm and, and challenge themselves to go a little further, to think a little deeper and consider options, those are the people that are going to be rewarded here and in the afterlife. Because when you take time to show concern and help for others. Even in moments when you are at your weakest, you'll find that that is a replenishing food, that giving in those moments is what can nourish your soul. There is a good way to defeat the dark. 
and that's becoming the light and being a bringer of the light. The darkness will always exist, but you can bring the light into it and help those that are lost within. But start with yourself. Educate. Enlighten. Put yourself in a higher vibrational place, and it's very simple to do that. Do things that make you happy and will help serve others in one way, shape, or another. I post prayer and healing requests on my social media almost daily. I know there are many of you that don't believe, but I don't ask for just prayers. I ask for healing, energy, positivity, because I do believe that when we come together, when we come together in force, that we can make a difference. So when you see requests for prayers, don't just send up a prayer signal of praying hands. Take two seconds out of your day to send a thought, a mental image, love, prayers, healing, whatever your modality is, send it in that moment. Because I do believe that when we raise our voices together is when we're the strongest. And that's when we're heard. That's the reverberation, the vibration that lifts everything on this planet. That's my hopes, at least. Thank you so much for joining me here on this program and making me part of your journey. And may the darkness here be just a little bit more light with the information and ideas that we share on this program. We'll be back again this Friday with uh, the Paranormal 60 News crew. And I hope that you'll be here to join us and share the laughs and a drink and the camaraderie and friendship that we share here every week. Until then, thank you very much. Have a safe night.